Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. I wish I could remember who sent me the article from the Stanford Business Review. I only hope it wasn't personal. Here's the gist of it. Five studies set out to answer the question as to whether gift recipients appreciate receiving gifts they haven't requested as much as they appreciate receiving gifts on their lists. They also studied, and here's the cringeworthy part, whether or not the gift givers even noticed the difference. It turns out that while giving thoughtful gifts strengthens relationships, givers are not paying attention, and we pretty regularly get the thoughtful part wrong. Specifically, the studies concluded five times over, as in there's no chance they got this wrong. They concluded that recipients appreciate gifts from their wish lists. Recipients perceive requested items to be more thoughtful and considerate. In direct contrast, givers believe that recipients would be more impressed with unsolicited items. And that's not all, although most gift givers assume that a more expensive present will make a bigger splash, recipients don't really care that much more about pricey. And possibly the worst news of all, even though givers tend to assume that money would be the least favored gift, recipients actually appreciate money more than anything, including anything they requested. I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but I knew you'd want to know. Here comes Christmas. And to the point, here's a story for you. It was written uh, just exactly as I'm going to read it, told by Ms. Helen Ward Fielder, January 1919, toward the end of the Mexican Revolution. Ms. Fielder was the teacher in the one-room schoolhouse in San Jose, Texas, Her students were poor kids from neighboring Mexico. She writes, it became my task to revive the holiday spirit and talk of Christmas. They all knew and understood the story of the Christ child and loved to repeat it in their adorable English. But it was bitterly paradoxical to talk to the poor little half-starved waifs about Santa Claus when some of them did not even possess a stocking to hold the gifts. My eager listeners spread my doctrines abroad, and in a few days, my roles of attendance had swelled. The new applicants had heard my Santa Claus fable and believed that by remaining on the scene until after my Christmas program, they could at least give the old gentleman an opportunity to prove himself genuine. Felipe escorted the first newcomer to my desk. His name 
is Manuel, and he have come from Salinas, Mexico. Never have go to school. He like much for you to teach him. Manuel joined Miss Fielder's class, but he had a rough go of it. And one day she overheard a conversation between him and Felipe. I can go back to Salinas, Manuel was saying miserably. That pretty school of the Americanos is no good for me. No, no, you must not think about going for Salinas now, Manuel soothed Felipe. Two or three days more, and we're going to have that christen tree. You is going to eat candies and the orange and all of us. Tell it to me again about the christen and that man, Santa Claus, which Miss Fielder is all the time talking about. Santa Claus, said Felipe. Oh, Miss Fielder, she knows that man good. He are one friend of her family. She says he come to her house when she was one little child and bring much gifts. He lives in one big christen tree and eats the reindeers. Manuel was sad. For two years now, I have want for one thing, he mourned. And all the time I not know about this Santa Claus man who is so big fool to bring you things for nothing. Now you can write him one letter, Felipe laughed. Two days later in school, Miss Fielder taught them to write letters. And here is Manuel's letter. Most honorable Santa Claus of the Christen, you are the man of business and have no time to buy what I want, so if you send the monies, I will get it. I know where is a second-hand Ford, and I think I can get him cheaper than you. This have the seat for five peoples, and I can learn to run him. Would like so much to take my mother for rides for the Sunday. You can always, you can always ride for nothing with me. Your very good friend, Manuel. On the morning of December 22nd, Ms. Fielder brought for each child a pink mosquito netting bag of candies, an orange, and a picture postcard, and there was great rejoicing. But preparing to leave on her 10-day vacation, she ran into Manuel in the cloakroom. He was visibly troubled, and his unopened bag of candy dangled gingerly by the string. Excuse me, teacher, he apologized, but please, that Ford car have not come to my house yet. Would you ask your friend, Mr. Santa Claus, when you see him? He reminded her how good he was and of the offer still on the table to drive Santa anywhere free of charge. She warned him not to count on it, as Santa is so busy and so many people want so much. But she agreed to do her best. Ms. Fielder told the story of Manuel at Christmas dinner. Mr. Mason, a guest fresh from the East Coast, she says, and having studied the Mexican question with a good deal of enthusiasm, noted that Manuel had the ambition and the energy to carry this dream. The fellow ought to have a chance, he said. And that was all. When Ms. Fielder returned to San Jose after the holidays, Manuel was missing from her ranks. No one knew whether or not he'd returned to Mexico or where he was. And then one day, hurrying home, a happy voice called, it's my teacher. Miss Fielder looked up to see a Ford with Manuel at the wheel. A huge sign across the front read, Jitney Bus, El Paso to Alfalfa, 
15 cents. He helped her into his car with all the airs of a gentleman, and she allowed him to drive her a few perilous blocks. When I got out, she says, I offered him a dime, but he refused it vehemently. No, no, for you it is nothing, always. Aren't you coming back to school anymore, she asked. He apologized discreetly. I make too much money here, and in a little while I can come back to San Jose and make one store of the groceries for my mother. Your friend, Mr. Santa Claus, was very good with me. I wish you to please give him this because he got this car for me. And he handed her a very worn dollar bill. That same day, a note arrived from Mr. Mason. Dear lady, surely you will pardon me for snatching one of your young hopefuls so rudely from the fountain of learning. I couldn't help it. After I saw the kid and talked with him, I knew he had it in him to make good. I couldn't resist the chance to make that Ford dream come true. With a sigh of regret, Ms. Her Helen Wardfielder crossed Manuel's name off her roll call. Then she mailed the precious dollar bill to Mr. Mason, addressed to the original Mr. Santa Claus. And she concluded, no wonder Manuel had felt so highly honored, had not the giver of all gifts come in person to attend to his short list. Beloved spiritual companions, how shall we choose? Some candy, an orange, a postcard, an education, or the car that will buy his dream to give his mother a Sunday drive and someday a grocery store. Let's do our best to give not the gifts we want to receive, not the gifts we want to give, but the gifts our loved ones really want, gifts from their wish list, gifts they dream, gifts of love. May we remember the industrious and faithful Manuel. Pay attention and do our part. Christmas is about miracles. Let every heart prepare. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.